You turn on the tap in the bathroom and rinse your face with warm water. After a few seconds, a loud grinding noise comes from the water pipes. In the next second, pieces of ice fall into your hands. You jump up in surprise and hear a neighbor screaming behind the wall. He's probably taking a shower. You pull the handle, but the water doesn't flow. Then you notice a thick layer of ice sticks out of the tap. It looks like an icicle. You go to the kitchen and take a jug of water, but you can't pour any into a glass. The water's frozen. The same thing happens with the kettle. You can hear the pipes roaring. All the water in the city has frozen, and this has led to a water supply collapse. The water's flowing freely through the winding pipes. It's going up, down, and to the sides through a complex sewer system. Then it turns into ice and expands. Plastic and metal pipes can't stand it. They pop and tear apart. If the water becomes liquid again, the city will be instantly flooded. All sewage water will accumulate underground and rise. But now, the water has frozen for a few seconds, so millions of tons of ice lie under the streets. This is happening all over the world, and no one knows the reason for it. Even in the tropical jungles of the Amazon and in the African savannas, all lakes, rivers, and ponds have frozen despite the high air temperature. The huge amount of ice lowers the temperature of the entire planet. It gets cooler in the parched deserts, and it gets even colder in the north. You turn on the kettle to melt the water, but it doesn't work. A hydroelectric power plant that feeds the city has broken down and disconnected people from electricity. You go outside and see scared people who can't take a sip from frozen bottles. The city fountain has turned into an ice sculpture. The lake in the park is an ice rink where you can play hockey. You're shivering because it has quickly become cold outside. Several people make a bonfire in the city square and put bottles next to it. This helps to melt the water. You decide to warm up by the fire and watch the news on your phone. All the waterfalls on the planet look like they're frozen in time. Right now, the ships sailing in the seas and oceans are stuck. To get to the shore, people need to hollow out thousands of miles of ice. This is impossible, so helicopters with rescuers fly to their side to save the sailors. A small piece of ice falls on the screen of your phone and leaves a scratch. An icy rain begins. Drops of various shapes and sizes fall to the ground and break like glass. All the people are hiding under their roofs. All the animals are running under the trees. Icy rain hits the ground, scratches cars, breaks windows. When it ends, a collapse begins. Sharp ice flows crunch under your feet. Cars can't drive normally. Traffic jams form on the roads. At the moment when the water froze, many surfers were catching waves on the coast of many countries. Here's one of them rowing to a big wave, standing on the surfboard. The wave rises, twists, and freezes. At a huge speed, the surfer slides on the ice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ice and falls. He looks at the frozen ocean. 
and goes home to put on his skates. Fishing has stopped all over the world. To catch a fish, you need to drill the ice and carefully remove the frozen fish. All the sea creatures are alive. They're simply in cryogenic sleep. Every day, rescuers pull out people stuck in the ice. Imagine you're swimming and everything around you freezes. You can't move. It's nearly impossible to breathe. Your head is now covered with an ice crust. All you can do is scream and move your face muscles. You spend hours calling for help and waiting for rescuers to take you out from the ice. Cargo transportation on huge ships has stopped. Import and export of various goods and natural resources are impossible now. This causes a shortage of fuel in some countries, since oil can't be delivered quickly by ship. Other countries don't get enough vegetables and fruits. This causes high prices for many things, and the world's economy becomes unstable. People buy up all the home heaters to melt water in bottles. The water supply is broken, and everybody goes outside with buckets to collect pieces of icy rain falling from the sky. At home, they melt liquid in iron buckets. This is impossible in your city, since the work of the hydroelectric power station still isn't restored. You and other residents create bonfires right on the streets to melt ice. Meanwhile, a real catastrophe is going on in the seas and oceans. Seaweed and phytoplankton absorb carbon dioxide and release oxygen. More than 50% of the fresh air on Earth is provided thanks to this process. Now, everything is frozen and oxygen production is suspended. After a few months, people will begin to notice that they have breathing problems. More and more carbon dioxide is accumulating in the atmosphere. Because of this, the blue sky turns gray. The rain doesn't feed the forests and jungles anymore. It destroys them. Trees, leaves, and plants are torn under the ice drops. The harvest is spoiling. People are running out of food supplies all over the world. Volcanoes emit a lot of carbon dioxide and heat. It can thaw all the frozen water, but it'll take millions of years. The Earth's temperature has dropped, which slows down the melting. Only on the coasts of the southern countries does the ice slowly begin to melt. But this is not enough to save the planet from disaster. The most destructive processes occur not on the water, but on the land. Cities located at the foot of the hills and mountain villages are being evacuated. Residents take their things and leave their houses as far away as possible because lakes and rivers are flowing inside many mountains and underground. And when all this water freezes, it begins to expand inside the underground channels. The same happened to the city pipes. When everything starts to collapse inside the mountain, a landslide begins. Rocks and mountains roll down onto small towns. Earthquakes carry trees and houses underground. This is happening all over the planet. To escape from the icy rains, people create umbrellas of light metal. If you decide to go outside in bad weather, you need to wear headphones or earplugs because the ringing of falling ice on the metal umbrella is deafening. It's necessary to protect plants and crops from ice. People put huge transparent domes over farms and fields. The domes are equipped with transparent high-strength fabric. Ice pieces don't break through it, but remain on the dome. When the sun begins to melt the ice, it seeps through the grid and waters the ground. Scientists create super-powerful electric stations and install them at different spots of the ocean. 
The stations are equipped with big drills that make a long tunnel into the ocean depths. Then, a powerful nuclear reactor is placed there. It's covered with a protective shield to avoid radiation entering the water. The reactor starts working and melts the water around. When a huge amount of water is melted, the reactor is removed from the ocean. Then, the warm water begins to heat the frozen water. These processes take decades. While the seas are melting, people in cities are reinstalling sewage systems. First, a powerful heater is placed inside each house, which slowly melts the ice. Then, plumbers replace the broken pipes with new ones. The global temperature is slowly recovering, but icy rains continue to fall. To solve this problem, scientists synthesize a harmless chemical reagent. Each day, supersonic planes fly through rain clouds and spray the substance that turns small ice flows into water drops. The freezing water in the rocks slowly melts, and this provokes new landslides. To escape from earthquakes, seismologists create a scanner that monitors the activity of underground water. The scanner processes data on the ice and ground temperatures and the density of air and soil and creates an earthquake model. People can find out in advance when the disaster will begin. Check this out. There's a giant tornado heading towards you, and it's so fast. These twisters can move at crazy speeds of more than 250 miles per hour. Plus, they can carve a pathway 50 miles long and a mile wide. Sometimes you can see them coming clearly, while in some cases, low-hanging clouds or rain can hide them, so they sneak up on you and you don't even see them. And in most cases, a tornado can develop so fast that no one can even warn you in time if it's already too close. And now, this insane storm is really close. Maybe you have a couple of minutes to get somewhere safe. Do you have a basement? Go hide. Or maybe, I know this is a crazy idea, but what do you think about going inside a tornado to check what it would be like? Now, some tornadoes appear as rope-like swirls, while others have wide clouds in the shape of a funnel. And here's the second one, right before you. Look at these whirling winds born in a thunderstorm. They extend down from it to the ground. Many times, hail joins the party too. The U.S. itself has something like a 1,000 tornadoes per year. Texas holds the record with about 120 tornadoes per year, a record not to be proud of. But you'll generally see most twisters in Tornado Alley, which is a stretch of land in the Midwestern part of the U.S. They develop when warm, moist air coming from Mexico meets cool, dry air from Canada. These two clash and turn into a powerful storm that at some point can spawn tornadoes. And you'll see most tornadoes there between April and June, though lately, some have come even in December. They can range from a regular dust storm to an incredibly powerful force that can carry away cars, large trees, and even houses. But this is a unique chance. You've never been this close, right? Plus, it's a gigantic one. You don't often get to see such a big one. Okay, ready then? It's getting closer. You feel the wind getting stronger while tossing dirt and debris in your face. You close your eyes and whoosh! You're inside, and it's crazy. Vicious winds are hurling and spinning you around. They're lifting you up at the same time. Feeling dizzy? Feeling like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz? Now may be a good time to check what's really happening to you while inside swirling with winds and... Oh wait! Is that your neighbor's motorcycle spinning together with you? Hope it'll stay that far away. Now, let's take a moment to catch up. 
Being in the middle of a raging tornado is actually something you might survive. But I won't lie to you, it won't be easy. The first thing you'd sense would likely be the temperature changes. Inside this crazy twister, it can be 36 degrees colder than outside of it. That's because the center of the tornado funnel spins all the time. All that funneling makes the inside of the vortex way colder, and it makes the airway thinner than you used to. The air would be 20% less dense than, for example, what you would find at high altitudes. Now, I hope you're not planning to stay there for too long. Disclaimer here, the atmospheric pressure inside this swirling vortex is so low that your lungs won't be able to extract enough oxygen. Now, to give you a perspective of all this, breathing inside a tornado is like trying to get some air at an altitude of 26,000 feet. That's a pro level, similar to climbing Everest. So yeah, you'll need some help just to be able to take a regular breath. In short, you'll probably pass out after only a couple of minutes. But don't worry, I brought you this special mask, so breathing is not a problem anymore. Hey, did you notice how smooth the airflow from the inside is? Some storm watchers ended up inside a tornado. Later, they said it all looked so chaotic with all those raging clouds and wind swirling around. But from the inside, the air is surprisingly smooth. But that doesn't mean you'll get a peaceful ride because of it. And it's not a solo party in that thing. The neighbor's motorcycle is not the only thing you'll see there. Wood, bricks, glass, maybe even cars, cows, motorhomes, bricks, roofs, and other big objects. You'd be pretty lucky if nothing crashes into you in all that chaos. With all that debris that's swirling at, for instance, 310 miles per hour, you can hardly avoid it. But let's just say a miracle happens and you got through it. Now you're really dizzy, and you're just wondering when all of this is going to be over and if you're even going to be able to come out of this gigantic tornado. Well, the tornado will eventually slow down. It happens because cool air enters the twister. Just because things are settling down, it doesn't mean you can relax. Well, your stomach here. Since all that crazy swirling is done, but the tornado will drop you from whatever height you're on when it stops. If you're somewhere in the countryside, there might be some soft bale of hay to break your fall. Oh wait, we're talking about a twister that's probably more than 45,000 feet tall, so that won't work. I hope you brought your parachute, because now would be a good time to pop it. Nope. Hey, don't worry. I'm all about happy endings, so I'll help you out. Here you go. And now you're slowing down, enjoying the view, if you even see anything around you from all that dizziness. How come there are clear sunlit skies from your left, you may wonder? It's not unusual. Tornadoes often form near the edge of a thunderstorm. It's like a border between two different worlds. And it wasn't even windy. Plus, the air was very still before it hit, right? Well, that's common too. Okay, I think you know this kind of scenario is impossible in reality. So it would be best to find a safe spot quickly if a tornado was close by. Use your underground shelter first. And if you don't have one, your basement could be the next best choice. Prepare ahead of time with a battery-operated TV or radio, together with fresh batteries, or a device with internet to be able to hear the latest updates on the tornado. Include some non-perishable food, water, and other essentials prepared too. As it turns out, some people really were picked up by tornadoes, and they managed to go through it. A tornado actually dropped them a few hundred feet away without a scratch. 
Hey, I'd say that's a whole lot of bother just to save some bucks on Uber. But you can't have a guarantee you'll be safe or where you'll end up. It would be incredibly hard to get out of one of those big and fierce ones, though, like supercells. They fall into the category of the strongest type of storms, mostly thunderstorms. And imagine falling into water spouts. Those could be fine, though, at least the beginning, because they're weak and they form over warm water. So they could be like a part of your spa day, at least until they move inland and turn into a real tornado. Now, dust devils wouldn't be that pleasant. They're not that big, but we're talking about columns of air that rotate at large speeds. And you can easily see them because of all that dirt and dust they pick up, which is why you need glasses for that. Whoops, wait, I forgot that, so I can't help you this time. But if it makes you feel any better, they're not associated with thunderstorms. Hmm, don't know why that would make anyone feel better when I think about it. But if you're willing to jump into a fire tornado, I'll find you a special suit that will keep you safe while spinning through smoke, gas, and flames. I promise! Columns here are narrow, and they rise vertically into the air, similar to a dust devil. Of course, the heat is crazy. And as updrafts are becoming stronger, and if there's enough dry fuel, a fire whirl is turning into a real fire tornado that extends from the ground up to the cloud, moving incredibly fast. Okay, let's stop now. I'm pretty dizzy. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. The first thing you feel is some heaviness around your body, as if you're sleeping under a soft but weighted blanket. It feels nice, and you're too lazy to do anything. Fortunately, you gather enough strength to move the blanket. You open your eyes, and it's weird. You're surrounded by some blue glow. You want to rub your eyes and discover that you have tentacles instead of hands. How about skipping the part where you're terrified and can't believe you've turned into the Kraken? After a couple of days of existential horror, panic, and total madness, you finally calm down. Now, let's figure out what it's like to be the most terrifying ocean monster. So, that heavy blanket is water pressure. It's colossal at the depth where you're hiding. Few living beings can withstand it. Take a passenger car down there, and it will burst apart under the heavy weight in the water. But you're the Kraken. You're more powerful than any car. Your body doesn't collapse in such conditions. Your thick elastic skin can withstand any pressure, and strong muscles allow you to move freely here. And here's the thing with the blue glow. You're so deep down that sunlight almost doesn't penetrate here. It's hard to tell where's up and down because of the water pressure. But fortunately, you have huge eyes that, like the lenses of a telescope, catch the light coming from the surface. An ordinary person can't see anything except darkness at this depth. But you have something like a night vision device built into your eyes, so you see this blue glow. There's almost nothing at this depth. It's only endless, heavy emptiness. You can see a few fish and several wrecks of sunken ships. The sea creatures you meet here are pretty unusual. These are anglers and all sorts of transparent squid. Come to think of it, giant squid are your only friends here, and you're like a king to them. In general, hanging out close to the ocean floor is pretty boring. You sleep and eat, that's all. It would be best if you swam higher to get more snacks.
you rise and the water around you becomes brighter. More and more sunlight reaches this place and you finally meet other inhabitants of the ocean. Turtles, sharks, jellyfish, octopuses, and stingrays dart away as soon as they notice you. All of them except jellyfish. They don't care. You look for a place to eat and notice a shoal of fish. Great, here's lunch. Um, nom, 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 nom. After you've eaten, you stay there, scaring fish and dolphins just for fun. You like the way you can control your tentacles. You have 10 of them. It's impossible to put into words what you feel, but imagine that the fingers on your hands have become huge like pool cues. And it's incredible. You can extend your tentacles to be as long as a passenger Boeing. Also, you have suction cups on them. You can grab anything so tightly that no creature will slip away from you. Thanks to the tentacles, you swim fast. First, you move them in different directions, then press them together, propelling yourself forward. Strong streams of water that you create push all the fish aside. You notice a blue whale. It's the largest mammal in the world. But next to you, it looks like a puppy. So you swim, eat, scare fish and other marine creatures, and that's it. Your life is kind of boring. And how long will it last? A hundred years? A thousand? You want to have some fun. So you swim up to the surface and get almost blinded by bright sunlight. You try to get used to it. The water is quiet. There's no wind. You look around and notice a tiny dot ahead. Wow, it's a large wooden fishing ship with sails. Finally, you'll have some fun. You can't wait to see people and tell them about yourself. So you're happily swimming toward it. But if someone was watching you, you'd probably look pretty scary. You get stuck in a fishing net. It's thin, so you easily tear it apart and rise to the surface. The people on the deck are terrified. They scream and run in different directions. Hey guys, where are you going? I just want to hang out with you. They seem so small. Fishers throw harpoons and axes at you, but you don't feel any pain. You put one tentacle on the wooden deck and accidentally break it. The whole ship is fragile, like a matchbox. Okay, it's better not to touch it. You turn around and accidentally flip the ship over. All the people that were on board are now in the water. Fortunately, you have enough tentacles to save them all. You catch every fisher and see the horror in their eyes. Someone even faints. You put the ship back on the water and help the people return to the deck. Then you push the boat away and swim toward land. But you decide not to show yourself to people on the shore. Those sailors you saved will tell everyone how they survived meeting a giant monster. Everyone will talk about how terrible you are, but no one will mention that you also saved them. <laughs> how unfair. You return to the ocean depths and fall asleep. Some strange sounds wake you up. It's like water dripping from a tap into a sink. You open your eyes and see faint flashes around. Oh, well, that's interesting. You swim up and realize that a thunderstorm has woken you up. It seems rather severe. The sky is black and the waves are huge. You notice a big vessel sailing amongst this chaos. This ship is different from the one you've seen before. It's made of iron and it has no sails because it's a modern cargo ship. It seems that you've been asleep for a couple of hundred years. The people on board notice you and fire a signal flare. A bright red light blinds you. 
you spread your tentacles and accidentally push the ship. It's heavy and doesn't flip over. It seems that technology was developing while you were sleeping. The storm is getting stronger. The ship is rolling from side to side. You try to hold it with your tentacles, but it scares the people on board. They scream, and you understand their reaction. A colossal monster has come out of the black depths and grabbed their ship. It's unpleasant to see that they're afraid of you, so you decide to swim away. Offended, you're hiding close to the ocean floor. It turns out it's not much fun being the Kraken. You can only hang out with fish, but they can't talk. People are afraid of you, and you don't want to make them uncomfortable. You feel so alone in this world. You eat your lunch and go back to sleep. Hey, uh, Mr. Kraken, can you hear me? A voice says. You wake up and shudder, terrified. Who said that? Were all the stories about the Flying Dutchman true? Have you just heard some phantom speaking to you? I understand you're confused, Mr. Kraken. So swim up to the surface and you'll find out everything. A few minutes later, you come out of the water and see a huge flying ship. It's floating right above the water. But the most fantastic thing is that people on the deck are not afraid of you. They look at you with interest and even with some sympathy. You notice a man in a strange helmet among them. Hi, it's me talking to you thanks to this telepathy device. You can think about anything too and I'll hear you. It's the 24th century. People have invented technologies for communicating with animals and fish. They found out that almost all creatures have no thoughts and live following their instincts. But then, people detected some brain activity coming from the ocean depths. They discovered you. You seem to be one of the most intelligent beings on the planet, and people are very interested in communicating with you. Finally, the centuries of your loneliness are over. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.